Welcome to the Warrior Goddess Revolution, a podcast dedicated to helping you get free, free of shame, free of fear, free of limitations, and free to become the woman you are meant to be. Let the inner revolution begin. Here's your host, Heather Ash Amara. Hey everyone, welcome back to Warrior Goddess Revolution. We have such a special, special guest today, my dear friend Satya. And we have a really interesting beginning, which I'll share with you in a moment. And we were talking earlier of like, do we share how we met? And then we decided yes, because it's a really beautiful story about how love wins and that there's so many different ways to love. So Satya, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. It's so great to see you and be here with you. Oh, it's my pleasure, my dear. It's so lovely to connect with you. Thank you. Yeah. So before we share our personal story, share a little bit about who you are. Let's make just an easy question. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) I could talk the rest of the hour with that. (laughs) You can take that however you want to take it. (laughs) Well, I work with women and couples to help them be uh, bigger and more free in their sexuality. I um, I help people learn how to express themselves more fully and how to embody the sexual energy and to learn to use this powerful energy that is sexuality in all aspects of their lives. I have been teaching sacred sexuality for almost 30 years now. I counted it up and was amazed. And I've had around 15,000 client sessions during that time and taught hundreds of workshops all over the U.S. and in Japan. And it's been a beautiful, wild ride, lots of fun and lots of learning. So that's a start for who I am. Mm, I love it. And Everyone, Satya is one of the most loving, integrated, Hmm. embodied goddesses around sexuality. Hmm. Her level of grounded, it's so true, your level of groundedness and presence and just heart connection is so palatable. And for those of you that are, we may put the the video up of this and... um, Sometimes I do that. And so if we do put the video up, Satya, do you want to just share about your body so that? Yes. You may notice I'm a little twitchy and jittery, and that's because I have the beginning stages of Parkinson's disease, and it it makes me jitter around. I'm not really that nervous. It looks like I might be nervous, but I'm not. I'm, um, I'm just dealing with um, a lot of energy in my body that wants to come out. And um, it's been a a great teacher for me. And uh, I was telling Heather Ash, it's it's like a master Zen stick. It keeps me me really focused on positivity. So I'm grateful for it in that way. And I just wanted to mention it because it might be distracting if you don't know what it is. So thank you. And you're just such a good role model of navigating with love what's happening in one's body. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. And I know it's not easy. And you're, we were laughing earlier of just the, the joy of learning how to be happy, just to be happy for no reason. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. And you really helped me learn that. So how Satya and I met was many moons ago. I don't know how many years, 20, maybe 20, maybe 20, maybe 20, probably about 20. Yeah. I had done a lot of spiritual work and I realized I'd hit the end of my run around ignoring my sexuality. Like I got a super clear message from spirit that was like, girlfriend, you cannot go any further. You have to deal with your wounding around your sexuality. And I was in the barrier at the time. And I was like, well, where do I go for that? And I started looking through, there were these local magazines, I think it was Common Ground. And I remember opening up Common Ground and there's a picture of this man, Kevin Fortune. And I was like, oh shit, he's, he exists. Like the, what I was looking for, I was like, ah, <laughs> it took me about a week to, to call and make the appointment. And then I'm super nervous. And I go knock on the door and Satya opens the door. I don't know if you remember this, sweetheart, that Kevin forgot that we had a session or something. And yeah. there's this woman standing there and I'm like, I'm thinking, this is awkward. Am I in the right place? And like, what do I do? And you just started laughing. You're like, I'll get in one minute. <laughs> so Kevin and Anna, Satya was Anna at the time, were partners and taught Tantra together. And Kevin and I worked together for a while. And then Kevin and I started talking about, I know he talked with you first but us entering into a relationship. And so um, Kevin and Satya opened their relationship. I came in, I was a nightmare people. Like Satya, I don't know how you dealt with me because I was a wreck. Um, I'd never been in, I was, I'd never been in an open relationship. I went through jealousy and fear and like wanting to run away and knowing that I was like, It felt like the fabric of my being and everything I'd learned about relationships and monogamy and like all the domestication was getting shattered. Oh, I would not wish that on my my worst enemy. It was so hard. And it was beautiful. Like we had, there's so many times of us just laugh. I just think of times of us singing in the kitchen, um, going for hikes and neither... Kevin or Satya or like, we're all, none of us are together and we're all beloved friends and family. I consider family and Kevin's edits the podcast. Yeah. And Kevin and I still live on the same property. We've lived here up in the Sierras on 10 acres for about 18 years. And, um, We've not been partners, but we've been best friends for that whole time. And it's just so beautiful. And and Heather Ash and I are still dear, beloved friends. I, I, we don't see each other all that often, but when we do, as soon as we do, we're like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. And even seeing you on Zoom and seeing the, you know, this, I know the space so well. It's like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I wanted to share that because, and Kevin and I didn't talk for 10 years because I broke up with him very horribly. 
um, and very painfully. And it took us 10 years to come back to talking again. And, and we healed so much. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. So, you know, for, for any of you that might have challenging relationships or heartbreak, um, sometimes, not always, but sometimes there's a bigger trajectory around friendships and love and that relationships don't have to look the way that we think they're supposed to look like. Sometimes there's uh, other pathways. Yes. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I know that's really what you teach in your work as well, that your work with women and couples is really around helping empower people in their sensuality, in their pleasure, in their sense of connection. And mm -hmm. that there's this coming back home to oneself that's woven into it. So I'd love to share you to share just what your current work is like and how your work has evolved over the time, over the 30 years that you've been doing work with sexuality and with pleasure. How has it evolved? How has it evolved you as well? Oh, that's a great question. I've, I've done all different ways of focusing on different kinds of people and different formats. Um, when we were in the Bay Area and I was teaching with Kevin, we did a lot of group work. I, I also did private work as well. But the groups were the biggest focused. We we went we did um, six month committed groups where people the same group of people would go through a six month series, and we developed this group of people that kept asking for more. So then we would create the the next six months program after they repeated the level one three or four times, and they were like, okay, we want more. <laughs> Yeah. So that was that was a really fun way to do it. Um, it created a, a core group of people that were like a family because they were had done such intimate work with each other for so long. I worked with men for many years. I worked with um, men uh, who were dealing with premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction or, or just wanting to be more in their bodies and more sensual. Working with men was really interesting, so different than working with women because men tend to lead more with sexual energy. And um, so my, my path with them was teaching them to feel their whole body instead of only their genitals which I think is a, a really useful thing. And, and it was useful to them because when you feel your whole body, you've got a lot more room for pleasure and a lot, a lot more pleasure can happen. If you, if you're storing the pleasure energy from your toes to your head, instead of just in the few square inches of your genitals, <laughs> there's a lot more, the container for pleasure is bigger and you can, you can go to higher levels of pleasure. So I did that for a while. Um, that ended when uh, a partner I was with died and I just needed to be reclusive for a while. I, I just spent, I spent a few years just on my land, not seeing clients. Um, it was very healing for me. I met my current partner during that time and we're still together. 
that we've been together for about eight years now. And um, I'm back to working with women and couples again, which is where I started. I think I forgot to uh, mention that part in the private sessions. And uh, I've been back out in the world and working with women and couples for about maybe four years or so now. The work with women is often about permission. Somebody called me a permissionary once. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Permission. I know. I love it. (laughs) Giving permission to be a sexual being, to be free in your sexuality. One of my basic missions in life is to heal sexual shame on this planet. One of my spiritual teachers once said, if we could heal sexual shame on this planet, then everything else would fall into place. All the way that we treat the earth, all the inequities in social justice realms, all that. If we could heal sexual shame, all that would fall into place. Mm. I'm like, right on. I'm the one to do that. (laughs) So, uh, so that's been a focus for me because it's so pervasive. It's so, it's so deep. And and you know, a lot of people don't even realize they have it because it's like a fish in water. It's just so everywhere that you don't get it. When I first started looking at it myself, in myself, I thought, I don't have any sexual shame. I've been teaching sacred sexuality for so many years. And and then I started noticing, oh, I'm choosing, maybe I should put underwear on because these pants are so thin and people might see the outline of my yoni, you know, and it's like, oh, there's sexual shame after all, you know, or at least being wary of other people's sexual shame and shock at seeing it. So um, it's, it's a big deal. It's, um, it's a big deal. Yeah. So like you said, it's so woven into the fabric of our being from, I was going to say from such a young age, but I think it's even beyond that. It's just in the genetics, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And it can be unwoven, but dang, is it a lot to learn how to step back and see it and mm-hmm. have the courage to do that. And you're so good with helping women develop their both their courage and their compassion. Because I think mm-hmm. you have to have both when you're facing shame. Yes. Yes, definitely. Compassion for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And for all the other people that taught it to you, because they're, it's a product of the same environment. And what do you think's the the number one thing that happens, or the number two and three and four? But what are some of the things that happen that you've seen as women start unwinding their shame? Oh, it's so much fun to watch that. Oh my God, it's so much fun. It's like they stand differently. They're bigger in their energy. Um, there's there's a, a kind of flamboyance that starts coming out that's just playful and fun. And um, it's, it's not a flamboyance of, I really need to attract you so I feel good about myself. It's like, I don't care if I'm attracting you or not. I'm just being me and I am great. 
<laughs> that's so much fun to watch that that blossoming it's like a flower blossoming it is and it touches everything it touches everything and i think sometimes people mm -hmm. like will put sexuality as over here as this this separate part of ourselves mm -hmm. but i've seen so like over and over again when somebody is able to face their sexual shame to start giving themselves permission to be in pleasure that that touches everything that it's not about sexuality it's about life it is and it isn't mm -hmm. yeah yeah well sexual energy makes life you know it's it's the creative force and it permeates everything it, you know and if you're in touch with it and if you're comfortable with it then you have this force available to you to to use for uh energizing a project that you want to happen or to to um your spirituality is very entwined with your sexuality one of my uh teachers once said the crown only opens as much as the root is open so if if the crown's not open, if the root's not open, the crown doesn't have any fuel to send the energy up the spine and open up the crown. So it, it's a really major catalyst for spiritual awakening um, and for manifesting in the world, too. So it's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> And it's fun. And it's fun. <laughs> and it's pleasurable. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so when you work with women, so I'm gonna start with just women. Do you have I know you have so, but have you worked with or what's it like working with women that are not partnered that are learning about their sexual energy and and in that relationship with manifestation creativity? Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone? that I, mean, I just I so often hear from women of like, oh, well, I don't have a partner, so I don't need to deal with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't ever need to deal with it, but it can be really beneficial to deal with it. <laughs> and um, I actually think it's a really wonderful uh, situation to work with a woman who doesn't have a partner and, because there's no distractions. It's just all her, you know, it's there's no relationship dynamics that are distracting. It, it's a great foundation for um, being ready to connect with a partner if you choose to do that. But you can also be very complete uh, on your own. It's a relationship with the most important person. And that's you. You know, it's a relationship with yourself and it really helps to know your own body and your own energy and how how everything works for you and to know how to communicate that it really helps being in a partnership if you know that already so that's why i said it's a great foundation but it's also just you know like um i like to call masturbation pleasuring yourself or making love to yourself because who better to make love to than you you sweetheart you 
You know, it's just, uh, it's a holy act. It's a devotion. It's an honoring. And it goes in so deeply because it's such a basic, deep, primal energy. Uh, and it's, it's a really incredible way to communicate to yourself that you are loved and you are worthy of love. Mm. So I just love working with women who are not partnered for that reason to help them get it, how beautiful they are. Mm, I love that. And it is self-love. That self-pleasuring is an embodied way to open both the spiritual channels and the connection and also to be in relationship with this body where this body is now. And that's something else that I've also seen is that sometimes women who have raised kids or have had big jobs or have had relationships that end later in life also have the same like, oh, well, that part of my life, that sexual part of my life is now done. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of you just blowing these women's minds of like, what? <laughs> Around their bodies, right? Because there's yes. so much. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm 68 almost now. And I, um, I can honestly say sex is better than it's ever been. And it's different than it was when I was 40 and the hormones were flowing and I was wild and, you know, it's, I've gotten a lot more sensitive. I've gotten a lot more um, in tune with my energy and it's sexuality is a lot more subtle now, but it is powerful. It is, I mean, just like the tiniest little touch it will just ripple through my body, just like, ah, like that. And uh, it's, there's a woman who I want to, uh, she's a, a one of my favorite mentors. And when she was, she's older than me, when she was in her early 80s, she said to me, sex isn't as frequent as it used to be, but it's better than it ever was. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And again, that permission and also the modeling, like when you're, when you're learning sex ed in school, they're not like, wait till you're in your eighties. It's going to be so cool. Right. There's this, like this belief of like when the hormones are flowing, then there's going to be good sex and once the hormones transform as they do then it's all mm -hmm. over but mm -hmm. it's so not true when you know your body yeah yeah and there's also the situation where the hormones are flowing but there's no permission to act that's that's a um a group of people that i'm working with these days women in their 30s and 40s 50s who have a lot of hormones and have a lot of desire but they either either there's no permission to be sexual or to be wild or maybe they're with a partner who has um 
is scared of that energy or doesn't encourage it? And how do you navigate that? I've been in that situation where I was with a partner who was scared of my energy and it was hard. It was really hard. It was, you know, I tried all kinds of things to be smaller to make him accept me and that didn't work. I can tell you not to do that one. <laughs> so here's a question for you. When you have couples that have really different sexual needs or rhythms, or like you said, like the energy that one partner has really big energy and it's too much for the other partner feels scary. How do you navigate that with people? It's a challenging situation. The biggest work is to, um, well, the person who feels scared needs to feel safe and needs to learn that they're not going to be invaded, that uh, whatever, whatever you you have to kind of find out what's the base of the fear and do work around helping them heal what is a lot of times it's past trauma, childhood trauma or um, that kind of thing. And so um, sometimes that's the work. Um, often that's the work is to find out how, what happened or to uh, even if you never know what happened to establish a kind of safety, a ground of safety for that person to start expanding a little at a time at a pace that feels comfortable for them. And, um, and meanwhile, the person who's got the really big energy needs to learn the balancing act between containing it. So it's not invasive to the other person but not squelching it, not suppressing it and uh, finding ways to express it in ways that feel safe to the other person. So it might, it might look like one person pleasuring themselves while the other person witnesses but doesn't join in. That would be a way to kind of balance the, the two extra, you know, two different situations if that feels comfortable to both people. So it's kind of, you kind of just have to suss out what's the root causes and what's motivating each person and what do they need to feel safe and to feel free. And it, it's, it's a complex situation, but um, a place to, a, the place to start is to uh, honor where each person is and not make them wrong because each person is, a product of their experiences and nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. It's not about trying to make somebody be different. It's about finding a way to honor where each person is. Mm, it's so beautiful. And that the image I had as you were talking is of each person really honoring where they are at in their journey Mm -hmm. And bringing that to the container of the relationship uh -huh. so that the relationship can hold. How do we creatively dance? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And we need guides for that. Like, I am just so grateful of the work that you do because we need more guides that are 
willing and capable to wade into the complexity and the shame and the wounding yeah. and the, the desire and the bigness of the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I like big energy <laughs> and I like, um, I like realness. So it's, it's always an honor for me to work with people with those kinds of energies it's it's an honor that people will trust me enough to reveal that kind of passion and wounding and fear and desire and you know i i'm constantly in awe of what people reveal to me and and i i never take it for granted it's just it's just uh, such a, a gift to receive that kind of intimacy, uh, you know, when people confide in me and, and I hold it really sacred. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And in your work, you mentioned this earlier that as you've gotten older, that you've gotten more sensitive and the yeah. gifts of that, of being able to, to take touch and bring it throughout your body. Mm -hmm. And have there also been challenges? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can say yes to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it really started coming up um, a few years ago uh, with my partner, John. And uh, we had had this beautiful sexual connection that was wild and free and lovely and really important to both of us. I started getting more and more energetically sensitive. I've been on a real deep spiritual journey for the past oh, eight years. And it, it got deeper and deeper and deeper. And my sensitivities got so big that I didn't have this, I, I was writing something the other day and I said, the good news and the bad news is that you're super sensitive. <laughs> you know, the good news is, oh, let me say the bad news first. <laughs> the, bad, the bad news is that sometimes it can be really overwhelming to receive a lot of input because it's just like, uh, uh, have you ever seen a picture where there's like a single drop dropping into a pond and it's, it's beautiful circular ripples going out to the edges of the pond and everything's really serene and lovely. And then there, there's a picture I took of a, a lake once when it was raining and there were raindrops going splash, 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 splash all over the place. And um, it was chaotic. And that's, that's how sensitivity can be if you don't know how to manage it. It can be like, whoa, too much, too much, just shut down, shrink back, no more, you know? And I was, I was getting like that uh, with John. And um, I, I got really fussy, like, you have to touch me this way, and that's not right, and no, no, no. <laughs> You know, I mean, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was kind of that energy. <laughs> and he was trying his best because I just changed. I was, you know, and 
Um, I remember one, one day in particular, he was, we had gone through the cycle again where I was really fussy and we'd broken apart and he was sitting on the edge of the bed and he was just like slumped in dejection and his face was all long and he looked so miserable. And I was just like, Oh God, my heart's breaking to see this beautiful man who I love so much. And I'd love making love with him and I miss it. And something has got to change. I started investigating what does a sensitive woman need and I learned a lot of really good principles to find first find out what do I need how do I need it to be different and also and then find out how to communicate it to him uh, so that he could hear it and feel acknowledged and not feel like he was a failure because he wasn't I was talking to him the other day. I said, I'm going to do this podcast. And and, and did he have any advice? And he said, yes, if you're the partner of a sensitive woman, be patient and drop your pride. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And uh, and I I thought that was great. And that's, that's what he has done. And I've learned ways to communicate with him. I've learned what I need and the sensitivity. Now, here's the good news. Uh, The sensitivity is so great that just like the single touch, sometimes I get him to like move his finger an inch or two away from me and just touch me energetically. And I'll just be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling it. It's so good. It's so, you know, and, and it's just from one little touch. It's like less is more. And um, it takes me to these like really altered state, expanded consciousness. It takes me into these um, experiences of samadhi, of, of, oneness with the universe my body turns to light you know it's it's amazing it's so amazing and it's i love it i that's why i said sex is better than it's ever been because it's a full body multi-dimensional experience that is not just physical it's not just physical and emotional it's spiritual it's uh, it, it's all of it. It's physical, it's emotional, it's, it's spiritual, it's all of it. And it's just, uh, it's just amazing. It's yay. Yeah. <laughs> yay. <laughs> and I love uh, I, that you were able to like find the way to one honor that you had changed. Mm-hmm. And then start to explore, okay, what do I need? What does it mean to be sensitive? And then to bring it to John and have have both of you then navigate that. That's a work of art. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel really passionate about sharing this particular facet of sexuality now because it was hard. It took, it took a lot of self-study to do that. Um, and um, I, I just think I, I learned so much. I want to share it with other people and make their paths easier because it's, 
it's really a gift to be super sensitive, but it doesn't always feel that way, especially when you're navigating <laughs> the, you know, the, the beginning stages of it where you're like, Oh my God, that's too much. You know, cause if it's too much, the only, only option you have is to back up and shrink away and close down. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a helpful visual to think about the drop versus the rain yeah. of what happens when there's too much input that your system just starts frying mm-hmm. and having to pull back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the images that I've used that came to me was that every square inch of skin on my body has like these little satellite antenna that are all going lining up to where he's going to touch me. And um, it takes a long time to line up a hundred thousand (laughs) antenna. But when they all get lined up, it is really good. (laughs) That's a great image. And having images like that, like how helpful that must be for John. Because I would imagine as a partner to like be doing something that worked yesterday and is not working. Like it must be so weird and frustrating and humbling and um. But then to have the like, honey, the antennas are lining up, give it another minute, then there's, there's a joy that then comes back yeah. online because you understand what's yeah. needed yeah, and that it's not a, fi- a failing on your part, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both the yeah. sensitive person and the, the partner, like yeah. there isn't a failing any place. There's just a, a re-navigating and realigning. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. That's really important to be allies in, in exploring this new terrain together instead of somebody's wrong or both people are wrong. You know, it's really important that you're allies, that you're um, aligned in making it better. Yeah. It's so powerful when we claim our sexuality for ourselves. Like recently I've started, like if I have a new sexual partner, which hasn't happened for a while, but I've now I'm like, everybody gets the pussy tour because this pussy is different than <laughs> right. And so that's great to give the pussy tour, but me. Uh-huh. And that also means that I also then have to check in with what do I need now? Cause it changes. Yes. And I can't expect to to share with somebody if I don't know myself or if I'm like two years back or five years back or 10 years mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been really helpful to, to have that just like, all right, let me tell you about the equipment and this body and this time. And, and my partners are like so grateful. Of yes. like, really? You're going to give me a yes. tour? I don't have to figure yes. this out on my own. That's but so we great. We expect so much, right? We expect. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And women are so wildly different from each other. You know, as one woman likes, like I was talking about, I like touch an inch away from my body. 
<laughs> and another woman was like, can you do it harder? <laughs> no, that's me. I'm like, come on, bring it on. All of your energy, all of your weight, go. <laughs> yeah. 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 So different. Yeah. And, and then we expect them to magically figure it out without being told. <laughs> that's a big burden for a man. Or for a lover of women. For a lover, yeah, exactly. For a lover of women, it's a big burden. Um, there's so many expectations. And um, yeah, and like you said earlier, like it's the shame that often causes us to not be able to share, like first to figure out what we like and second to share it. And as yes. we start to peel that away and also to, to really love the bodies we have now of what does this mm -hmm. body need? Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest, when I was working with Kevin, that was one of the like biggest breakthroughs that I had with him. And there are so many things, but there was this place of like, just being able to ask questions of like, well, what are other women like? Because I realized I had no mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. to start talking with women. And that was another huge part of my healing is to be like, yeah. so like, can we just talk about this? Because nobody talks about mm -hmm. this and I want to know. And yeah. that was really amazing to, the, like you said, like the differences are so extreme, which is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to do that in the women's groups that uh, I taught. I would invite each person to just talk about what they like and, you know, and the other women got to hear, you know, a dozen people speak about what, what turned them on and what doesn't and, and, you know, of course, there was a wide variation, and it just kind of normalized it. And um, it, it was it was really good. It was really good. I'm going to do a women's again pretty soon. I think I'm getting. I'm feeling the urge to do it. So I think it's going to happen pretty oh, soon. So good. I wish I lived closer to you because that would be so fun. So yeah. Fun. Well, I think I'm going to do it on Zoom because I have a. Lot People who are, are all over the All country. over the place. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. So it's such important work. It's so good. Yeah. 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 It's so great to share with women about sexuality. And you have a creation that you and Kevin worked on together. So Kevin yeah. is an incredible musician, composer, and uh, Satya did some spoken word over Kevin's music. So we have a little taste of that. Do you want to introduce it and talk about what the collaboration has been and what your hopes are for it? Sure. Uh, well, it's called Communing, Intimate Connection for Couples. And it's a guided experience. It's about 90 minutes long. And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to bring it in today is because the the um, it's really ideal for sensitive women, or sensitive people in general, women or men, really. It carries a lot of the principles that I've learned uh, for how to work with sensitivity, how to slow things down, how to give space. And this particular cut that I just gave Heather Ash is... Um, it's really good for showing you how, um, how just how slow I'm talking about and, and how much space I'm talking about. So it can, I think it would be 
very instructive. And um, it's, it was really delightful to record it with Kevin. Uh, he had recorded the music already. The music is from an album, an album of his called Passion Stance, music for slow love making. And it was music that we used when we taught together. And, um, and then I voiced over it for this particular project. Um, so here it is. Such a good collaboration. So wherever you are, get really quiet and still. It's like a three-minute clip and just let yourself receive. Mm, yeah. Tune into a place that would like to be kissed. Could be a shoulder, could be a neck. Point it out to your partner. Invite them with your eyes. If you're the giver, don't rush in. Enjoy the slow tease. Awaken that spot first you kiss. Use your eyes first. Look at that beautiful spot on your partner's body that you have been invited to worship and adore. Yum. a time to create some anticipation. If you're the giver, move a little closer now, maybe a couple of feet away. Feel how it feels to awaken your partner's body from a distance to create some eagerness for that kiss, some yearning, and kiss from that distance. If you're the receiver, feel free to move your body to express any energy that is building Keep your attention on that energy. Ah, uh, so good. That depth of slowing down, which brings mm. in more intimacy. Yes, yes, yes. And the more the heart opens, the more the rest of the body opens. The heart is really the key. The heart is the key. How do you help people to navigate their fear of intimacy? Mm. You know, I think the biggest um, ingredient in that 
is reflecting their beauty to them. Because a lot of times the fear of intimacy is the fear of being seen and being seen as lacking, as defective, as something's wrong with me and I don't want to, I don't want them to see that. But if you can open up and let yourself be seen and uh, then be received and honored just as you are, there's so much healing in that. And so, so that is a really key ingredient. And uh, I always encourage people to do it a little at a time. Like in, uh, if you're looking into someone's eyes, if you need to look away, that's fine. You know, come, look away, come back again. Do what makes you feel comfortable. Do what, and stretch your boundaries a little bit if you feel like it's, you know, to stretch your, stretch your edges a little bit, but um, honor where you are. You don't want to numbly sit there with, with eye gazing, but, but really you're checked out <laughs> because it's just too threatening. It's much better to look away and regroup and feel yourself and take a breath to, with yourself and reassure yourself that everything's okay and then come back again. Beautiful. And you also shared something with me a long time ago that I've always thought about and take to heart and share with other people, which is around how to give feedback around what your needs are. Mm -hmm. And you shared how, I love this, (laughs) that like the next morning or after lovemaking that, that you are very conscious about going, oh, when you touched me that way, that was so good. And then, ooh, mm-hmm. when you kissed me there, oh, I really loved that. Yes. And to really put the, the yes and the support and the, the gratitude towards what worked instead yes. of the old tendency, which is like, I hate the way you touch me. You know, like, don't touch me that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's not very encouraging to do it that way. <laughs> the person goes, oh, I'm a failure. I'll never get it right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love doing that. My uh, One of my past partners, uh, when I first was dating him, I was doing that a lot. And I just do it because it's fun and it feels really good. And I, I love sex and I love talking about it. He said, I've never been with anybody who talks about sex as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He also said I was his best partner ever. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's, so, it's getting so. to have, it's like getting to have sex twice in the same experience. Yes, it really is. It, it really is. It's like, oh, I loved that so much. And I'm feeling it again now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the review, the yummy review. Here's the highlights, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what you, what you put your attention to is what more comes from that, you know. So um, it's encouraging. And it helps everybody feel safer and more open hearted. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Well, I know you have a gift for 
our listeners. You want to share a little bit about what that bundle is and it'll be in the, we'll talk about it and then it'll also be in the show notes. Okay. Yes. I have a couple of things for you. Um, first, I just want to say this has been so much fun and I'm really, I hope that you people listening have are having as much fun as Heather Ash and I are. <laughs> Girls are talking about sex. <laughs> it's all good. It's all fun. It's been great. Yeah. So, so yes, I have a treat for you. Uh, it is a bundle of three uh, guided med- audio, audio meditations. Two of them are with Kevin's music, and they sound very similar to the cut that you just heard. Uh, and there's one other one that is just my voice. Uh, the, the two with Kevin are um, intimacy dives. They're shorter. They're maybe five or six minutes long. And they're, they're a dive into intimacy that you can use with a partner or use with yourself looking in a mirror. And um, they're really beautiful. They similar music and voice. So if you liked the thing you just heard, that you'll like these. And the third one is a um, a thing for women to um, use on your own. It's called Spark Your Sexual Vitality, and it's a a, a guided movement meditation to. Uh, fan the flames in your pelvis. So those are free. They're on my website at that link. Um, And you can get those um, just by clicking the button and and entering your email. And when you do that, you will also get lots of um, things I've written, tips and hot tips (laughs) about sexuality. (laughs) Hot tips. And you're writing so good. I always look forward to when a newsletter comes. Oh, and thank you. Your writing's thank you. so wonderful and, and always thank you. That means a lot coming from you, too, Love because it. you're such a wonderful writer. Mm, thank uh, you. I always, Heather Ash sends me little emails. This is so well written. I go, oh, my God, Heather Ash sends this. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Well, thank you for all the gifts that you Yeah. Let me say one other thing. There's one other uh, offering I have, and that is that if you um, know know that you would like some support, uh, I'm happy to get on the phone with you. I offer a, a free sexual communion gateway session, and it's a chance to talk about what your challenges are and to create a vision of what you'd like instead. And I can give you some recommendations of how to get started with that. So um, that will also be uh, on the link. Everything will be together there. So um, you'll be able to get both those things if you like, or what, just whatever you, whatever you want. So that's my gift to you. So thank you. That's huge. I was like, the three meditations is so much. And then you're like, but wait, there's more. There's more. There's more. Give me a call. (laughs) Yeah. So if anybody out there is hesitating or feel shy or isn't sure, just, just do it. 
<laughs> just it's not your Pretty call. easy to talk to. Yeah, very easy to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Such a gift. Thank you for all of your generosity and your heart mm-hmm. and for everything that you shared today. I know it's going to touch a lot of the women that are listening and, and their partners and all of us. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Any last you. shares before we close? Yes, I just want to say to the people listening that I know that you don't have to live in a shrinkage. I know that you I know that you deserve to be big and full in your sexuality. And I know it's possible for you to get that way, even if you don't quite believe it at this moment. So I and I would be honored to help you if that feels right to you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thanks for taking the time and so good to see you. My pleasure. So good to see you. Thank you for offering this space for me to share about this. And I love getting it out to, especially the women that you uh, attract are such amazing women. I, I love all the people that I've met through you have been awesome people. So thank you for opening this up for me to talk to them again. Absolutely. So, so happy to share you and grateful for the, the connection and that there's, that you exist as a healing force in the world for women and sexuality. May we all step beyond the, tentacles of shame and fear and really be embodied warrior mm-hmm. goddess yummy pleasured being yeah. in the world let's let that yeah. ripple out yes 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 if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like subscribe and share it with a fellow warrior goddess if you felt fully empowered and inspired by what you heard today We want to know about it. You can share your feedback by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We thank you for your support. It's the fastest way to fuel the revolution. To learn more about the Warrior Goddess Revolution and other Warrior Goddess offerings, visit us at www.warriorgoddess.com.